Whoa, that was crazy. Yeah, it was like we were in a time machine, and it was like, where are we? Oh, man, back in time. Uh, no, nah, this is dumb. Yeah, well, I can't do this either. No, we just skipped six weeks of the league. We skipped a lot of time, but it was the holidays. Guys, cut us a break, and, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah, the important thing is that we're here for the playoffs, for the Super Bowl, to, to break it down for and, everybody. And we're here for you. All right, so without further ado, Rudy, hit it. Hey everybody, welcome to another rousing week of the House of the Rising Sun betting podcast. I am your host, uh, commissioner, and current leader, Dan Keough, and with me as always is my trusty co-host, Will Taylor. Uh, second to last place, Will Taylor. If we're just going to sit where we are in the positions, I might as well just jump in and let you guys know that I'm doing really badly in this league this year. <laughs> well, and, and that, I think that just goes to demonstrate that there's no nepotism in this league. There's, right. there's no family preference. We, right, right. We though, represent both sides of the spectrum. Though you did tell me that you could go back and change your bets after they got placed, right? Is that what you said? <laughs> that is not commissioner? Is that what I'll, you're sure? Now, although... I thought you said that. <laughs> I, I, I may have said that to you in a fever dream when you had a newborn, but that is not something that happened in real life. But I will remind everyone that last year... You got second place, and I got dead last. That's uh, that is true, yeah. So, so you got dumber, I got smarter, and we're all in a better place. Oh, have the turntables have <laughs> scratched themselves? Crap. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So we've got like six weeks we've that we missed because uh, the holidays and babies and right. other stuff There's and stuff going on. And you know, I you know, I'm winning by so much. Who right. wants to hear about that every week? Right, and it's besides true. me, yeah, exactly. So the Dan right. has been begging me to do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but legitimately, we only have two weeks left. So this is the uh, this is being recorded before the NFC and AFC championship games, right. and then we take a, a Pro Bowl break, and we're back to the Super Bowl. The last, the last real chance to catch. this this week. This week is the last real. This is pretty much like real. if you're not close. I mean, and to be fair, Dan has a huge lead, and he's catchable, but barely catchable. Mm-hmm. But. Um, second and third place, which will still give you money, are very much up for grabs for people in the top, you know, ten slash me at negative twelve hundred. I'm coming. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm coming for you, Corey Anderson and Ryan Ludvina. I'm coming for That's you right, right. now. Uh, so we've ha- we've got like what six weeks to talk about here. Six weeks. Let's just so like, we're gonna go through it super quickly right. and. Um, and then we'll get to some uh, some expert analysis in this stuff. But we'll take us away with week 14. Right. Uh, best bet. Uh, me take it away so I can tell you that you won best exactly. bet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, money line. Miami over New England plus 495. Cash you out pretty nicely. Well, you were already on a ridiculous hot streak. And then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to start burying people. That was going to be how it was going to go. Well, and the only reason I got that is because I had a parlay that every other leg was correct except for New England. Uh-huh. Or New England was yet to be seen. Right, right, And so right. whatever other money I had, yeah, I dumped hedge. on Miami plus 495, which right. is a crazy. And they, if you remember, that was Monday Night Football, and they yeah. won that game over the Patriots for some ungodly reason. Yeah, because Miami does that kind of thing to Vegas sometimes right, just right. to screw everybody. So up. for the record, I lost all the money I had in the big parlay. I just happened to hedge it with the right, right. crazy offset. Yeah, bet. big bet. Yeah. Um, we had a couple closest calls. Uh, I, not to just, ju- hey, here, here are the hosts talking about themselves. <laughs> but I was really angry at this one because I had a seven-teamer for $4,445, oh and I lost Carolina beat Minnesota by a touchdown, but if Minnesota had covered the two and a half, then I would be uh, up there. Probably wouldn't be in first, but I'd be up there. You'd be very close. 
I was about to pull myself out of tilt. Last time we were here uh, in 2017, I was talking about how I was on tilt, and that was going to be the thing that got me out. And somehow, me betting on Green Bay put me on tilt, and me not betting correctly on Minnesota screwed me. So it's just yeah, an yeah, NFC just North. Stay, yeah, NFC North. Just stay it's away. It's just a cluster, man. I, I can't, can't bet AFC it. East. I mean, I know I just said the Miami thing. I was about to say, except when you did and won all that Yeah, money. but for the record, I was, I was hate betting against New England, <laughs> and I haven't had money left to just throw some stupid money on uh, the Miami. Gonna be, you're going to be so mad at the end of this podcast when I just sit here <laughs> Because of my hatred for Minnesota and Philadelphia, yeah. how much yeah, I'm going to be rooting for Tom Brady for the rest of this time. I will be rooting for him, too, because I'm going to dump all of my money on that seven-and-a-half-point <laughs> spread. Yeah, that right. is a ridiculous spread. You don't, you don't want anybody to be able to uh, Correct. Back, no one so. is going to win on the Patriots winning against me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very all good right. call. All right. Sorry. We got uh, Other close, close call. call. Uh, week 14, TJ Maddox. Well, actually, we had two more close calls. TJ Maddox had a five-teamer. He only lost the Rams. At Philadelphia, that was for two thousand dollars, so that would have been huge because I think he was floating towards yeah, even. He's no, great. he's he's. In, I think he's in, maybe he's around even. I but, think he was. I think he was. But that's, negative but that, put, that, that would have put him in second place. Yeah, easily. yeah, yeah, oh, easily. Um, and then we got Andy Bielke. Yeah, <laughs> Andy Bielke, straight four teamer, hundred to win fifteen hundred. Uh, it's a close call, but it's also a really ugly bet because, <laughs> because he lost on Cincinnati minus six over Chicago. Chicago. So Andy Bielke, a Packer fan, so you should, hey, you should right. sympathize a little bit. Yeah, He, he lost $1,500 on Cincinnati not covering basically a touchdown against the Bears. Like, And, he, that, and what division are the Bears in? Yeah, Packers fans yeah, can't yeah, cash on the <laughs> NFC North. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bayaki, I was going to call it ugly bet, but I think you and I are actually commiserating. Now. Oh, Sorry about God, that. that is a terrible game to have something that forces you to watch it. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know what? That's still an ugly bet. Nobody wants to be rooting for Cincinnati to win any game by any amount Correct. of points, let alone six. So. Correct. Sorry, Andy, but... Yeah, All right, so that's week 14. What's yeah. week 15 look like? Uh, let's see who won best bet. Oh, Dan Kehoe won a five-teamer of Moneyline favorites. So he didn't win as much, but nah, he still it, won. It, it was more, mostly defense on that one, but yeah, but yeah that was, you know... What can you what can you do? Another I mean, unfortunate. I mean, a five teamer at any point. I mean, even if it is money line favorites. I mean, yeah. that's still a, that's still good. Yeah, unless you're picking 20... uh, Alabama five times yeah, against the right. you know the. <laughs> We've had too Jesuit many... High School State or whatever. St. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's School for the Blind. We've yeah. had too many people lose on Moneyline favorite parlays this year that we've called Closest Calls or Nickel and Dime yeah. or whatever they've won on these in this podcast to not shout out a five-teamer. together. Any right. five-teamer is good, so good for you. Yeah. All right. So uh, Honorable mention, second place, Corey Anderson was plus 276 for the week. Yep. So that it was, was good, a, good... a good week for her. She's she's hot on my tail on uh, second place there. Yep, yep, yep. Still, still has a little ways to go mm-hmm. uh, once we're in the Right, so like warm on my tail, maybe. Right, warm is a good way to put it. Uh, closest call, Brian Pavlik, five teamer to win fifteen fifty, uh, but he lost on the New England Pittsburgh over, and that was the one where the TD didn't count at the end. Oh no! Oh, way. but he still would have been off by five points. The over, the over was sixty three. <laughs> okay. right, the, the over for that game was sixty three. Yeah, crazy. Well, because you got to think that all those teams were were offense. Oh yeah, I guess it was especially. I feel like everybody has a little even. Four weeks later, has a little more respect for the New England defense than he used know. to have. I still think they're trash. I uh, really do. Hang on, they know. held Jacksonville to forty-eight points. No, what was I thinking of? Oh, that, that was the Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were legit trash. I think both of those defenses yeah, were actually. Well, one, you know, sorry, Ryan Shazier. I mean, I'm not trying to sit here. No, we're not making light of it, but oh. Right. But yeah, those 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 defenses without, especially Pittsburgh without him, are both garbage. garbage. So. Wait, okay, so so just right off the cuff now, Jacksonville over under twenty one and a half points. 
off the... I mean, I well, nobody knows with Blake Bortles. Would it surprise me if he scored another 42 points? No. But would it surprise me if he scored another It would six? surprise me if he scored another 42 yeah, points. I don't know, man. I think Pittsburgh's better than yeah. New England on defense. But Belichick's better at taking away weapons. Correct. So that's going to be the problem. You know, if they I take would take Belichick and his crappy talent over Tomlin and his superior and better talent. better talent. Yeah, that's true. But even not really that superior. Like, I don't know if the Steelers defense is that good. But all right. Anyway, so sorry. Brian Pavlik. Uh, lost, lost 1500 on the, on the over for that game. We also had Eggy. It was 10 bucks, uh, but it was an eight teamer. Uh, lost on Buffalo versus uh, Miami versus Buffalo plus 170. So Miami oh. plus 170. That's that's the that's the sign that you should check into a clinic. That's when tough. you're when you're betting uh, Buffalo money line against Miami. Yeah, that's that's where, that's tough. Why, why is anyone watching that? Game? <laughs> like you know what? Not only do I yeah. think they're an underdog who can win. Yeah, the, but... there are like uh, women's field hockey yeah. games. I'd rather watch than that. <laughs> And then we got Skittles. Uh, Skittles. Uh, my main man, uh, Scott Collins. There you go. Scott Collins had a, t- a two. So he had two close calls? Two close calls. Um, he had a five-teamer. He missed Houston plus 10.5, but Dallas pushed. So it was technically a four-teamer. He only would have won 750, but still. But still, that's brutal. Yeah, but Houston, you know. What, yeah, Houston why are you picking at the Houston? end of the season. Yeah. But 10.5 points, that was a lot. I forgot who they were playing, but it was it was a lot. The important thing, it was a dumb bet. What's the other one? <laughs> it was close call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one was a six-teamer, uh, Seattle, plus one over the Rams, and that would have been for thirty-one fifty. Oh, my God. So this is back when people thought Seattle was good still. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I feel like for, like, 17 weeks, everybody's like, hey, oh, Seattle's finding their groove. Oh, wait, they're, they're figuring it out. And then they didn't make the playoffs. Everybody's like, okay. Yeah, and like, no, we knew that. Like, Seattle was trash this Yeah, like, like, I feel like it was a very quick turn. No running back. Legion of Booms old. You're like, where were you people yeah, when yeah, we the entire season, on? like, all the spreads were favoring Seattle over yeah. in, like, you know, neutral. When I have Seattle players on my fantasy team, where are you people telling me this thing? But I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe Russell Wilson will turn it around. Like, he's rushing his face off. You're like, yeah. that's not what you want. D- Doug Baldwin. Oh, Stud. God. Yeah, Doug Baldwin. So something uh, yeah so that was it for week 15 i mean the, you know some of these end of the season weeks were there were well, some it fireworks to, it gets but, to the desperation yeah point. you do you have to start putting parlays together so right. i mean that's that's kind so of, that's kind when of where most 90 percent of time you're digging your hole deeper yeah but that's what you risk to to take a big swing at the yeah time. absolutely and that's i mean that's how you did it in the first place right you had a couple of good parlays like in week 13 i mean if we're on week 16 yeah it was exactly week NFL, 13 week i think 13 yeah, yeah. the last one you won like 3200 right so. well and secretly you know in the last couple the 14 to 15 we just talked about i think i added like a thousand total yeah just that by was kind of like the pad you're chunking league. away at it like that that's been huge because yeah. i've sucked every other week since then yeah, so well, I, I mean the best that's the best part of this league is you only lose a hundred dollars every time you lose correct now, then again, if you never win like me, then right. <laughs> or my my boss Tom Ryan or Tom Ryan, T-bone. yeah, who you can count the number. How, of weeks. how many weeks is it? Yeah, uh, 17, exactly. 18, 19, he's down nineteen hundred. <laughs> exactly right. Minus nineteen hundred. That is hilarious. But All right, you week, know what? He's taking some swings. So. Yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll get to him in a minute. But week sixteen, what happened? Week sixteen, Dan Keogh did not win best bet. Thank the Lord. Brendan, yeah, thank the Lord to the rest of the league. Brendan Murphy, uh, three bets. He netted uh, six on one thirty-six. Six hundred. Yeah, three bets. And I he think won three. Bet, which is, you know, I mean, you say that at the Another end of the Another Packer season. fan, I assume none of those are NFC North bets. I, you know what, didn't check him, but if I had known that he was a Packer fan, I probably would have, and he probably did not bet on the NFC North. I guarantee you he did not bet on the NFC <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mention, Carter Schamberger won 221.56. 
Uh, he lost his first sixty bucks, and then he turned it into two twenty one fifty six on five other bets. And and he's a yeah, he's a legacy nickel and dimer. So oh yeah, he does not seek the the uh, the shortcut to his money. <laughs> exactly, he goes all out. He said, "I'm going to lose twenty bucks on three bets, and then I'm going to turn the other forty into two twenty one on five bets." So that's a beautiful nickel and dime honorable mention for best bet. Well, he he needs to reevaluate his uh, his strategy for weeks like this where there's two games and six possible total bets. Right. Like, right. There's no like, you know, you play some bets, you wait and see and see what happens. Yeah, and, that, and then you, you can't reevaluate. really do that. You can't really do that. No. So. Um, closest call for week 16. Skittles, uh, Scott Collins. Another freaking NFC North bet. Mm-hmm. 50 to win 31-50, which was a what's oh that, six God. or seven parlay, but he lost on Green Bay plus eight. Um, oh, now, yeah. I said at Minnesota on our notes. It was actually in Green Bay. It's the first time they've ever been shut out in Lambeau Field. It oh was, yeah, that was an ugly game. Yeah, it was sixteen to nothing. Minnesota. I remember because that was a was that a Sunday or Monday night game? Uh, Sunday, I think. But, I, I just remember being nervous and looking at that, and then seeing like the first drive and be like, "Oh, I'm fine." Yeah, <laughs> Scott's not going to win this ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, no. <laughs> With what's his face? Because this uh, was not the week that. Um, God, was it I'm already blocking him out of my face? The UCLA kid who played for the Packers. Now. Uh, but uh, I'd say name is Brett Favre. Brett, uh, Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um, this was not the week that um, Aaron Rodgers came back, right? No, Rodgers came back to try and beat Carolina in, in f- and they lost. fifteen. Yeah, in fifteen. Yeah, must have been fifteen because that was a closest close ish game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, Whereas they, week that would 16 have been, was they not needed, close They at needed all. to run the table to Right, to, and then to, they lost, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's still hurt. Yeah, and, put back and the then thing. he may or may not have to be a free agent. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they, yeah, they, put they put him on the, the rules. <laughs> they may or may not have broken the rules. All I'm saying is that there is a franchise in New York that would love a quarterback like that. A quarterback from Green Bay? Did that work out well for the last time? It did. It worked out great. I mean, not for the massage therapist, but for everyone else. <laughs> well, you know, you're Hashtag right. Hashtag Jen Storker jokes. You're right. Eli Manning is retiring soon, so I'm sure he'll be going to, he'll be <laughs> all right. going to New I deserve York. that. I deserve that. Uh, all right, all so right. moving right along, week, week 17. 17. Uh, all right, so this was one of the ugliest weeks we've pretty much ever had. Zach Johnson, 14 parlay to win 112.10, which only put him up $27.10 for the week. He was the only person in positives. Only person out of 27 people yes. in this league. Who won any money, and it was $27.10. God, so, so Quigley had to I be mean, number yeah. two. <laughs> Quigley was second best uh, player this week. Uh, yeah. Wait, but who was the honorable mention? Who who did? Uh, uh, the honorable mention uh, in a uh, week like that is nobody. Nobody, nobody. Gets, nobody gets honorable mention. I think mention. by default is Quigley, yeah. but we'll, we'll, we'll call him nobody. <laughs> All right, there's a nickel and dime award. We for this are week. finally giving the nickel and dime award back out. Uh, your boy, uh, Tan Fox, mm. Sean Anderson, Sean Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, who had 24 bets. Oh, this one scared the crap yeah. out of me. Yeah, this one was. I remember you texting me about. It was one text that you made, but it was really long, so it ended up coming in like six or seven texts for me. Yeah, that happens with uh, people who don't have iPhones. Sorry yeah, about that. Well, great, you know. <laughs> Not that it matters, but <laughs> yeah, yeah I, your phone doesn't have the same courage my phone does. It's, That's right, it's not a big deal. My phone's not nearly as hip, so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, twenty-four. Sean bets. Anderson had twenty-four bets before I, we even get to the big one. He had twenty-four bets. All of them were one hundred dollars or more. His or entire more. betting allocation for the week was bet or more. 
24 times yeah, so in maybe, this one weekend. Maybe it shouldn't be the nickel and dime award because there's nothing about nickel there, no, and that's dime. No, that's like, when like dollar and dollar award. Yeah, I don't exactly. know what you call that. So that's, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I don't have it in front of me, but like there, <laughs> the amount he wagered to end up losing it all is. Grant. Well, I guess, no, I guess we have it right here. So he had, I, this was all of his money at the time $1,748 that he bet on Michigan Moneyline. And they lost against South Carolina. Yeah, they lost South Carolina in the yeah. bowl game. So he went from a hundred to one thousand seven hundred forty-eight dollars. Bet it all in Michigan. I'm sure he had plans to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. He was already scheming to figure out how he's going to divvy it up for later games and stuff. And then the minus two eighty money line loses, just absolutely broke and just screws him. Yeah, and I have never. This is saying something. I've never been more excited to see Michigan lose in my, in my entire life. So that was a great moment. So for maybe me. not nickel and dime. We'll call it the Grants and Franklins Award. Yeah. Right? There you go. Yeah, 50s, 50s and 100s. And 100s. I love it. I love it. So that was a big one for uh, Sean Anderson. Yeah, but, but an amazing week. 24 bets of $100 or more yeah. in one weekend is outrageous. Uh, closest call, Corey Anderson, mm-hmm. six-teamer to win $4,243. That's a lot of money. Missed uh, – Arizona minus three at Purdue uh, in the notes here. The Cardinals at the Boilermakers? (laughs) (laughs) I would have thought they would have beat them too. (laughs) The Wildcats at the Boilermakers. Oh, the Wildcats. Even worse. So So that was the one out of six? Yes. She had five out of six to win over $4,000 and missed Arizona Wildcats minus three at Purdue. Yeah, I just want you to look at the production note here. I put in parentheses, gross game to bet on. It's absolutely gross. <laughs> what is the one consistent factor of these games that people lose on? It's never like, oh, it's, you know, Boise State loses a heartbreaker to, you know, uh, Arkansas or something like that. No, it's, right. it's these terrible, right. it's like Big Ten teams that suck. Yeah. And NFC North. Sucks. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> Big Ten and NFC North. What's the common thread there? <laughs> the Midwest teams that disappoint people. Yes. Oh, God. Well, no, we, we didn't even anymore. have to talk about Notre Dame. All right, so, <laughs> so that wraps up week 17. So what uh, what happened after that? Uh, we got into the playoffs. Uh, best bet, uh, Zach Johnson again, a five-teamer to win 620. So that was good. I mean, that was good. Yeah, he's he's been chipping away. Yeah, he really has. But his problem is he started chipping away in week one, which is never good because we was dropping like ten team parlays. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to get a hundred thousand points in a in a league where you need like well, three thousand. I have never met. In the I have never met Zach, but I love him already because he is down. You know, like a thousand. He's like minus a thousand, and I'm at like the I don't know, like what am I four thousand or something yeah, like that? Something like that. All like he needs five thousand points to be in first place. He's putting in. Bets that that win him fifteen thousand points. Yeah, exactly. like, it, you don't need any of those points. Why, why are you adding risk when you don't have to? But it's because, like, because it, it, in his mind, and this is because I, how I would think about it, it was like, yeah, then no one will catch right. me when I win this amazing thing I'm about Shoot, to do. Shooters gonna shoot their shot, man. As, the um, problem is when as, it's as, a five teamer, uh, you need a lot of money line underdogs, which do not hit, which is why they're money line underdogs. Correct. And so. as my uh, buddy Mike Ortiz once told me, it's an old gambling adage: is it's it's not gambling if you know you're going to win. Which right. is how which is how Zach must feel with every right. ten team parlay because exactly. that's how I feel. Exactly. Honorable mention: nobody. That may be a production note that I accidentally copied from the week seventeen. All right, but we're going to roll with it. So we're rolling with it. So honorable mention: nobody. Honorable mention: Ryan McRae. Why not? Yeah, love you, Ryan. He's Hope doing, doing a, he's well. doing a great job. In yeah. this league. He's, uh, For someone you know, who didn't really understand betting yeah. prior to August, yeah, he's, he's all in. He's all in. Hopefully he's having fun with it. So honorable mention, my freshman roommate, Ryan McCray. How you doing, bud? There we go. <laughs> and for closest call, Tyler Smith. Yes. This one, absolutely. So this was, I I got, you know, 
I'm, I'm in a good position, but yeah. good lord, Not there, were some, there were some swings that were yeah, really dude. close. So, Tyler, did, what happened with Tyler? He won 700 on a three-team parlay that was pure, and then he risked 800, his 100 for the week, plus his $700 winnings, yep. on another three-teamer that would have netted him uh, $4,282.35, and he missed the national championship game with the Bama TD in overtime. It was an over-under, and he lost because he had the under the under was 45. It was 43 oh. points. So if Georgia holds, we're probably talking about you being in second place right now because I'm pretty oh, sure Smith my is, God. Is, uh, is positive right now, and he probably would have been beating you. But... That's right because it forced me to root for Alabama to win the game. Right, right, right. That's exactly what happened. Right. I was like, all ready to root for Georgia. Yeah, because like, he would have won that if it was just the field goal in overtime. So when it goes to overtime at 20 to 20, you got to be, yes. you know, crapping yourself I yes mean. exactly so uh oh so my god that was that, that was actually one of the most was, underrated bets of the year yeah that, that was that was the again. closest the, and, and not necessarily closest call because there was a couple that like swung on like nonsensical interceptions for touchdowns in the end of the game right but, like that was one where like the quantity of points and the timeline of it being close to the end of the year right and his position in the league right could have Swung the entire dynamic of the league. Absolutely, you guys would you guys would have been making like hundred dollar bets to try and beat each other. Correct. Right now, you're making small parlays to try and to try and fend off because people yeah. have to make five thousand point bets <laughs> right. to try and win. Like there's a path, but I can like yeah. start like chipping away at that path. Right, right, right. So all right, all, so everybody basically has to root for Jacksonville this weekend because they're the because money, because that's the, the biggest money. opportunity yeah, exactly. to right. drive up money. All right, right. we'll get to that in a second. Sorry, right. but we have one more week to go here. Yeah, the second uh, round of the NFL playoffs. This is just this past weekend. Yep. Um, we have so Jets Irish. That's uh, my buddy Steve Smith. Steve Smith won one of the uh, most memorable names of anybody I know. <laughs> won five hundred eleven dollars <laughs> and sixty cents on a four teamer and ended up the week. Uh, four fifty one sixty. So he yeah. won best bet in the week last week. That's Honorable good. mention: Neighbor Nick won three hundred and seven dollars and forty cents on a three teamer, and welcome his son into the world. Wow! Recently, Neighbor Nick, welcome to Liam with an Irish name like Liam. Yeah, no wonder he was the good luck charm for this right. uh, for so, this parlay. So congratulations! I'm glad Liam wasn't him. born earlier in the league. Right, you, yeah, earlier right. in the season. Well, I don't know. Obviously, my son being born did not help me at all. So yeah, and, you, didn't, and you didn't give him an Irish. I guess Williams like yeah, yeah, it's the more. I guess uh, it's like it, yeah, it's still William, but it's right. you know. Hadley, that's kind of Irish. That didn't help TJ. Yeah, that helped TJ not at all. Hadley Claire, that feels Irish to me. But TJ's like so not Irish. Yeah, and he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I couldn't agree more, but we yeah, need to move nice. on. Yeah, okay, right. fair enough. No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, welcome I mean, I mean, to tall, Liam. Pe- tall people are just gross. Welcome to Liam. Welcome to Hadley. Yes. Welcome to William, and we'll just go yeah. from there. And welcome to anybody else who I missed that just had a kid. Uh, there's probably other kids yeah, out here. Probably, but... probably kids crawling all over. Yeah. The place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, closest call, Fat Tire. Oh, T Bone. T Bone. My my man, my myth, my legend, also my boss, uh, <laughs> Tom T Bone Ryan. Would have um, uh, gotten a. He's so, and again, he is in dead effing last. Yeah. Because he bets $100 on a crazy parlay every, every week. week and has done it since week one. Yeah. He is down 1900 to, at, at this point. And I do like that he's still convinced that he's going to win the Yeah, and, he, and like I think it's mathematically impossible at this point, but he's still convinced he's going to win I don't know. But I mean, if he does two weeks' worth of damage? No, it's mathematically impossible. Fair enough. I looked at it. Um, but this was his opportunity. So he, he had a parlay. It was a five-teamer, right? Yeah, five-teamer yeah. uh, to win 3100 
that he missed because he picked the under in the Tennessee Patriots game, the Titans-Patriots game, and the Patriots gave up that meaningless touchdown at the end of the game to the Titans. Right. um, And screwed it up for him. Otherwise, he would have been in, like, I don't know, fifth place or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, Going from minus 1,900 to plus, uh, I can't do math, 2,200? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, No, no, no. it's plus 1,100. yeah, twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Wait, whatever. Oh no, but because he wouldn't have lost a hundred. I don't know. I'm not doing yeah. math right now. After the, all these days, the important thing is that he's officially screwed. Yes, and, and it's over. And I'm glad I have his money. Right, right. Oh, I don't know. There's no path. I thought there was like a fifty-seven hundred point path. There is a fifty-seven hundred pointer, but he's at minus nineteen hundred. So let's call it minus two thousand. Right. So he's at the thirty-seven hundred. Yeah, and I'm at four thousand something. I think. And he right? couldn't. Then he couldn't. Well, yeah, you're at forty two. So if you lose, you'd be at forty one. Oh shit! Is there still a path? I mean, I oh, darn! Is there still a path? Yeah, sorry, Billy. Uh, sorry, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> is there still a path? Well, I don't, uh, is that on here? Let's so see. You, I'm you lose, at forty one. Forty two twenty one. He's got two minus two thousand. No, he's like six thousand behind. Then he would need the he would need the backdoor uh, Super Bowl to get the seven hundred. Yeah, there's a path. Yeah, there's a there. Like that's how outrageous this league is. Yeah. He has literally not won one cent this league. He's yeah. he's lost every penny he's been right. given at the beginning of every week. Right. And he still has a path to win in the last two weeks. Yeah, so everybody root for T-Bone. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, he's going to have to root for Blake Bortles, and that makes me feel very comfortable. Right. I don't know. Blake Bortles might be, like, my new favorite player. All right. Blake Bortles, apparently, his quote this week is, what would you be doing if you didn't play football? And he said, probably work in construction. <laughs> Ripping cigs. Did he actually say that? That was the exact quote. That you is texted me quote. that. Yeah. I, I think I thought you were kidding. No, that was what he said. Working construction, ripping cigs. Oh, I had some kind of witty response. I can't remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember either. But, uh, it was just, but the important oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like your response was, I can't believe uh, what you're calling is. <laughs> what he's doing. If you weren't playing in the NFL now, it's like, anybody thinks I'm playing in the yeah, NFL Yeah, playing in the NFL? I'm like just scrambling. Yeah. All right. So we'll have some analysis for the, uh, the upcoming games. But first... Um, Let's take a moment and talk about uh, an exciting new venture for the Pine Run Podcast Network. Yeah, normally these sponsors are, uh, you know, one-shots where we get a little bit of uh, scratch from people and they uh, never show up again. You know, I can't believe Sheet Geek didn't take Sheet, off after Yeah, the, uh, you know, the whole Charlottesville thing really put a damper yeah, on it. Yeah, we undies, you know, none of them, uh, none of them. Yeah, Pimply Safe. Pimply you know? Safe, <laughs> yeah. none of them really. Well, so, we're, so it looks like we're going to have to... Uh, we're going to have to venture out on our own. Yeah. And this is actually legit. We're going to do another podcast because we like doing it. This one will hopefully be a little bit more regular. <laughs> we'll, yeah. We'll see what happens around the next holiday. Well, but. hopefully it'll be as regular until uh, nobody has babies. You know, if, you, yeah, if, right. if babies my, really screw everything up. Right. Once my son can walk and talk and stuff like that. And we'll, contribute, you know. Right, like, exactly. He'll be an unpaid intern be an on un- the set of most, the podcast. Most definitely unpaid intern. <laughs> be a gopher. See if I can get him to open the fridge and get more beer and stuff like that. So. That's the plan. Because right now it's a pain in the ass. To, pain in the butt to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to have a case of beer in the car and keep cracking beers. Uh, but we do have we, we're going to have another podcast. Yeah, Will, what we're going to do a podcast. Th- tell us about it. It's uh, we're going to call it "Sell Me Something," and it's going Sell to me be something. the uh, the backbone is going to be to find underrated. Um, Things that we enjoy in our lives and try and sell them to the other person in the Subaru studio and right and th- these are the things year. that include uh, why Ringo Starr might be the best Beatle right uh, why Gouda cheese especially smoked Gouda cheese is worthy of eating right I- I'm not convinced at this point Fair but someone enough. could convince me well we'll have to uh, get our wives on for a guest episode <laughs> that's true get a guest one. episode guest uh, episode um, does anybody actually like the Grateful Dead or are they just high right right right. we'll have that we'll have uh, I've always wanted to rip on commercials 
uh, for yep. a podcast. So sell me something is when people are trying to sell you something, are they effective? Why Flow versus the Geico Gecko might be one of the most ridiculous advertising battles we've ever had but we're gonna have to do a deep dive on it well and another thing the mayhem guy is now like he has a quote-unquote new year's resolution to not do anything mayhem like and at that point why are we watching a commercial of him being his head being a road flare yeah right 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 yeah exactly you're more fun when you're a christmas tree going through windshields and stuff like that (laughs) sorry guy from 30 rock who's named dean something dean went dean uh is it winters that's not right isn't Dean Winters somebody else? I'm thinking Harry Dean Stanton. I'm thinking of David. Jonathan Winters. So we're uh, no, way no, off. Way Robin off. Williams' mentor <laughs> from 1971. I think it's Dean Winters. But anyway. You know, I think that's right. Anyway, I'm not buying yeah, He was on Modern Family, too. Whatever it is, I'm not buying his insurance. Correct. So, uh, so there you go. So And we also talked about doing the uh, the blind resume also being blind a Blind resume was a concept that evolved from something called Is It, we'll say, Poopy. Uh, is, is It Poopy? And, uh, where uh, everybody presents something... Uh, not naming it, like uh, let's say, let's say I present uh, an album, a, a new music album, and say it's like this visionary idea, like looking, thinking about love, and also like grinding on the edge of you know this modern like kind of thing, and it's like it sounds cool, but it's actually Nickelback. Right. Like, that's kind of the premise. Is like right. you present a blind resume, and like people decide whether they want to buy it or not, and right. they're horrified when they find out what it is. Right. Can you can you actually convince me that Nickelback? Blindly would have been somebody Ruth buying stock, you know, rooting for and buying stock in in right. the beginning of the career. And, and I feel the same way about pro wrestling. Right, like, there you, you, go. you can tell this delicate sure. tango. Like, and I'm not a big pro wrestling guy, but Will is. So, like, yeah. you, <laughs> an explanation hey. of the, the the delicate athletic ballet that is the yeah. storytelling well, or whatever the hell you're gonna say. So we'll do some deep dives. As as good as this promo has been. <laughs> As good and as tight and yeah, as orchestrated. And as orchestrated and definitely written down and not just off the cuff as this promo <laughs> has been. Um, we'll tighten it up, but we wanted to do another podcast. We've gotten some really fun, positive feedback, and uh, we may or may not have a third uh, rider for this next journey, but we're That's not right. going to we're not going to drop any names until I can Let's actually call him Mr. X. Yeah, we'll call or him her. So we'll call him Mrs. X. He said he wanted to be the secret squirrel. I don't listen to Matthew Berry's podcast, but he said he wanted to be the secret squirrel. So we'll call him the secret flying squirrel. <laughs> Until we can actually <laughs> yeah. confirm for Richmond, we'll confirm them for this. So we'll see what we got, but we'll have some right. fun. And if you guys uh, like uh, going through this little fun house with us, let's see if we can't make it, you know, entertain you with something else. Yeah. So, so sell me something. We'll be a new podcast sell coming soon in the next couple of weeks. Here, from, we'll send you a from note. the Pine Run Podcast. Pine Run Podcast Network, straight from the Subaru Studios. Right. So. All right, so now that we got that laborious uh, <laughs> live read out, that of was way. clearly the best live read we've ever done. <laughs> um, is it a read if we're not reading one word? Right if we're not reading and actually just slamming beers in my wife's car, there absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it's okay. The lease is up in thirty days. Um, <laughs> don't tell us. Don't tell everybody about the studio magic that we right. do every every time we put this. Yeah, in. if if we don't get any of this ad revenue, pretty soon it's going to be the uh, the the Gremlin Studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, so uh, looking forward to this week is the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship. Right. Um, which game do you want to break down first? I mean, we've got Eagles. Let's, let's talk about Eagles-Vikings. I hate both those teams. So I know, and this is why this is going to be fun. Yeah. So when – because you don't like the Saints either. I don't mind the Saints. You don't I mind was, the Saints. I was rooting hard for the Saints. Oh, Okay. So you were disappointed. Once the Falcons. <laughs> so you were disappointed yeah. when they lost like the most heartbreaking game of all uh, time. Yeah, to the Vikings. I hate them. Forget yeah. the Vikings. Well, the important thing is that 
<laughs> I feel like perfect tackling technique was was, uh, was handled. They, All right, so what's your defense? What's your defense of the of the last play there? Oh, indefensible. The mm-hmm. problem is that kid also made that great interception yes. earlier in the game, so he's yeah. going to be remembered for that as opposed to being well, like, the a guy rookie. who kept him in. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, can I remember the last time a Jets rookie didn't just like pee on himself and fall <laughs> right. over at every play of the entire season? Right. Like, well, when one of the best Jets rookies that you've ever had was Mike Nugent, I don't know if you can really <laughs> third, third or second yeah. round pick Mike. Nugent. And he wasn't even like a top five yeah. kicker. <laughs> was he was a second out, rounder. A second round. That was Woo. the most outrageous. Woo. No wonder the Jets Jets fans should just be booing. Oh, I've been booing. I've been booing all my life. Good lord, they boo the they boo the you know the pick as if they're booing the commissioner when they should just be booing. The booing the yeah the the Jets uh, GM and staff. So yeah, so I mean, poor kid because that was actually. He had a great game, and he and made, apparently he had a good career. That, I didn't follow him or, or, uh, a good season. I didn't follow him that closely. Yeah, he was good, but that was an indefensible play. Yeah, and, and apparently there was he was thinking, you know, he's afraid of hitting the guy early and getting a penalty and enforcing, you know, put it setting up an easy field goal. But like, like it was the perfect storm. It was the perfect storm of him getting there too early, diving out of the way, taking out his own player, and like yeah. setting up a walk in like that. That, it's going to take a lot for that to happen. It looks so ridiculous that I actually thought a saint – and my father and I were watching the game because they were in town last yeah. weekend. I thought a saint had intercepted it and was trying to run to the open field to run out the clock. I did not realize that that was Stefan Diggs until he ran into the end. <laughs> That's how ridiculous that looked to me. It looked like just a collision and all this – like it didn't even register that that was Stefan Diggs. I thought it was a somebody on the defense who got an easy interception. So the underrated – moment or person in this entire dynamic is obviously Case Keenum, right? Case Keenum right. puts that ball on the money. Like, yeah. he had a, a great throw. game. That was a good throw. And, and I mean, Diggs and Thielen are underrated. Yes, great in receivers. general. Yeah. Well, and Diggs' ability to stay in bounds and stay on his feet. Yeah. And, like, and so people were giving him a little bit of crap, like, oh, you should have just gone out of bounds. Like, that would have been the smart thing to do. He, What he said was, he's like, when I turned around, before I looked for the ball, I looked ahead of me, and I saw nobody. He's like, I took a snapshot in my brain. I don't believe that. You don't believe that for a second? No, not even close, because <laughs> there was a guy in front of him. It, it was the no, guy who was coming from the tackling. side, though. Kind of. He knew that if the guy, like, if he... I don't believe... Hold no, on, hold I almost wait, don't wait. believe that. No, so if he... Expe- he said, I expected to go down, and when I saw the guy go down, I knew there was no one behind Okay, me. see, that I believe, but he did not take a snapshot, then go up, get the ball, and then come back down, because the guy went out of bounds, so he was on the other side of him. He had to have been coming from an angle yeah, but he knew that, like, the, of, like, the hash to the out of bounds. He knew he had one guy to beat, and then he saw that guy that not I, take him that down. I, that I believe. Yeah. That I believe. I don't know. That seems that I mean, seems very clairvoyant. I for think Diggs. he has a photographic memory. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't have any film. Is that a Groucho yeah. Marx thing? <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, uh, we'll throw uh, that to Groucho. All right. So I don't know. That's going to be an interesting game because both those quarterbacks are failed Eagle. Rams quarterbacks. <laughs> That are meeting that. in the NFC Championship game yeah, with another guy who looked like a failed Rams quarterback mm. who's actually playing well for the Rams. Right. What is going on? <laughs> this is such a weird. This is a extremely weird season. So, so obviously, I, it feels like the Vikings are the team of destiny. I don't know what's uh, what's the spread of this game. Are the Vikings favored uh, in in, yeah. in in Philly. Yeah, but like two and a half. I, think. <sighs> I, I like Philly in this game. I, Philly it, did it last time, and the Atlanta was favored too. Because Foles. Are we are are we convinced that Foles is that much worse than Case Keenum? I mean, statistically, yes. Case Keenum actually had a good year. He was like yeah. twenty-two he touchdowns, had, seven had, picks, thirty-two hundred yards. I think he like, had that's like a, that's a legit good year. I so here, I think Case Keenum had like a B plus year. Right. 
right? And Nick Foles had he had a great game when he took over mid game for right. Wentz. Right, right, right. Had a terrible game the yeah. following game. <laughs> yeah, and then the next game was, they had a bye, and then the most recent game, he was he was serviceable. He's serviceable for sure. Better than Trent Dilfer in two thousand. But that the nice but that I don't know, that Falcons defense is not nearly as good as that Vikings defense. That yeah, Vikings but defense I, is legit. But I think the Eagles defense is much better than the Saints defense. That's that's so true. I think that's this true. is an even more even playing field than people are giving it credit well, for. And it's outside in the cold in Philadelphia. It's least, out, well, it, you know what? I just wish Philadelphia fans were more passionate about this. Yeah, like teams. they're probably not even gonna show up and throw batteries at people. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to choose between batteries and ice balls. That's going to be the drunken Philadelphia dilemma this week. I mean, how many – I feel I, the thing I'm most afraid of, the people or the objects I'm most afraid of are the horses in Philadelphia. <laughs> did, did you read that article about the, no. the Philadelphia the Eagles fan who got thrown out of the game and then just started punching police horses? Oh <laughs> and I thought that and upon the, like the headline, I assumed it was just like, Oh, like, he was really drunk and stupid, and, like, a horse came up, and he punched him, and he got arrested. Right. Like, no, he was giving, like, body blows to the horse, oh, and literally fighting God. the horse, punching him in the teeth, punching him in the head, oh my, punching him in the ear, scumbag. and then eventually got tasered and brought down. He punched the horse, like, a dozen times before the cops were able to... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know Riley Cooper was still allowed <laughs> in Lincoln Financial Field, let alone, you know... If it was an albino <laughs> horse, he would've got a punch. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. He would've high-fived him on the hoof. Hey. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's getting hot in here. Woo. That's funny. But, yeah, I don't know. This game just feels like Philadelphia is kind of scraping by by the skin of their teeth, whereas Minnesota looked like they were on cruise control and just let it get away from them in the second half. That's the problem. My, and they're playing to play the Super Bowl on their home turf. Right. But I, I, I'm playing more the, like, momentum card in that – the Vikings just won this like miracle, the Minneapolis miracle, like right. this big thing. Right. And everyone's like, oh, like, how could they not be looking ahead to playing the Super Bowl yeah, on their home yeah, turf? Yeah, that's and true. And like, all we got to do is get past Nick Foles this, and we're there. This could be a extreme. And I think the game. Eagles are like, that's true. Getting jacked up about this game. That's and very I true. Absolutely despise the Eagles. I hate the Eagles more than the Vikings, but I like the Eagles in this game. Yeah, I, you know, I could definitely understand that. I'd probably, I don't know, I hate both these teams so much. I have such an irrational bias against both these teams. <laughs> right. Like unless it was Vikings Bears, I could not hate teams more than I think the Eagles and the, you know, because well, yeah, I'm trying to think what would my what would my most hated matchup be? I mean, it would probably it it could Patri- be Patriots versus USC Trojans. <laughs> it, could, it could be like Patriots Eagles would be really bad for me. Yeah, yeah, because like when Super when Bowl, it was when it, Super Bowl thirty seven when the World Series was six? Yankees Phillies, I just wanted to kill myself. <laughs> that was like one of the worst moments of my life. How about Yankees Braves both times in the nineties? That probably didn't help very much either. Uh, I almost liked that the Braves lost. Well, there you go. That's true. Uh, you know, like I, I was like I, well, I hate the, the Phillies, Braves. At least the Phillies lost though. I, I, I hate. No, when did they did they win that? I thought they won the, the World Phillies World beat the Rays, but the Yankees beat. Oh, them they beat the year. Rays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Yeah, Wolf is right. Oh, let's move on. All right. So the other game is Pats and uh, Pats Blake and Bortles. Bortles versus Brady. I, you know. I, I have become a giant Blake Bortles fan, number one, because that's the only team that I have any semblance of liking left in this uh, entire thing. The Jacksonville thing. team, yeah. Yeah, why? Because I don't know anybody on the team and I don't have any reason to hate you. Who would actually hate Jacksonville? Right, they're adorable. Like, even AFC South fans can't be like, oh, no, not Jacksonville. <laughs> I, like, I They've been the day, butt like, of the joke for 20 forever. years. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast today. They're like, Jacksonville, according to advanced metrics, has the second best defense in the NFL. And in my head, I'm thinking, that's adorable. Yeah. Oh, oh Jacksonville. So, that's so cute. They those, have a good defense. Those plucky tykes. Right. Jacksonville. That, uh, 
Yeah, God. right? I mean, Jacksonville is a gross city with gross teams <laughs> yeah, thank you for that deserves that. to be in London, and here we are. <laughs> right. You know? I mean, it's just, you know. But, on the other hand... So, here's the thing. Here's the, okay, so this is, you know, we didn't have, a, like, an official lead paint lock of the week, but here's my lead paint lock of the week. If you look at this, Brady has never had a more inconsistent um, three weeks leading into the NFC, AFC Championship game, right. according to some random podcast listening to, which might sure. be shit. Um Sorry, Billy. Poop. Uh, so, so Brady's not playing super well. Their defense is awful, meaning that Leonard Fournette and you know Bortles is gonna do not, like it's, it's hard to justify it, but like they could ha- they have a rushing game and they could just do that for a while. And, right. and Bortles, if Bortles plays a competent game, right, can can throw some passes to uh, Mercedes Lewis or whomever, whomever, whomever. <laughs> and he can, so if Bortles goes like. 10 for 17 for like 190 yard, one touchdown, no interceptions. And Fournette ends up with like 150 rushing yards and 40 receiving yards. And and the, the Jags defense stands up. I still think they lose by more than seven and a half. So you have to take the Patriots. This is free money. This is absolutely free money. When have the Patriots on this stage totally crapped the bed against an inferior opponent? Uh, just that one time against the Colts. And you can say inferior when they still had Peyton Manning. Yeah, like Peyton Manning <laughs> versus Blake Bortles. Right. That is the oh, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm just saying I mean, the closest one... the closest one I could think of is when they lost to Ray Rice and the uh, and the Ravens, the Ravens that year. That one year. Yeah, that was and they got kind of blown yeah, out randomly in Foxborough yeah, during yeah, the game. Yeah. And Ray Rice had that crazy run for like yeah. 80 yards for a touchdown early yeah. on. And it kind of set the tone. It was I forgot weird. about that game completely. You know why? Because I hate the AFC. <laughs> so I don't, I don't try and so, watch any of their games. But like legitimately, like. I despise the Patriots. They're probably, at this point in my life, they're the, my most hated franchise or team in all of college or pro sports they would have in the world. They would have to be. And and I want to talk about this, too. The ESPN, like, expose uh, article about Brady versus Kraft versus Belichick and all, like, the salacious details, I didn't read it. Because it's like, to me, it's I have enough reasons to hate them. And, like, when you break down and it's, like, one person... That wasn't even really a hateable article. It's just, like, are the cracks showing? Did did Robert Kraft do one for his buddy Tom Brady and tell Bill Belichick to trade you? Yeah, but, it, but it had, like, at least my understanding was that it had, like, these are like, oh, like... Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got like left somewhere and no one would pick him up and it was like all like <laughs> stupid crap and I, I got like two paragraphs into it and I was just like I I, I hate them enough already I'm not gonna like lower myself to the stand I guess I, I, I think about it like the, the thought that came to mind is like not to bring like super politics into it but like with the whole Trump situation that I'm not a big Trump fan and then articles come out that like he demands two scoops of ice cream when everybody else only gets one he's the only one who gets two scoops I'm like who cares Right. This is not important. Right. Maybe that's true and maybe he's a douche, but like, yeah. who cares? That, that is not a relevant problem. But that headline got 40 million. Right. Points. And like, everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe I the can't two believe scoop it. guy. Like, of course he is. So uh. stupid. Like, let's glob onto the things that matter here. Trump is awful and the Patriots are cheaters. Like, let's stick to the, <laughs> let's stick to the documented the facts. The narrative. <laughs> Show me the facts. Yes. Show me the car facts. Oh, so. Man. That's how yeah. I feel about the Patriots, uh, but I do think um, minus seven and a half against Blake Bortles 
in Foxborough. Are you kidding me? I, hey, listen, I don't disagree. We're I'm giving them a half point the, more than a touchdown? Yeah, to try and get in the money, I'm going to probably have to bet the Jags money. Line You're going to have to. Just to do something. But the, the thing I don't understand, it was nine and a half, and it came down two points. Who is betting? Who is betting? The Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars plus nine and a half so much at, that it would that it would, that it would bring down that line. It's, it's outrageous. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's a good that that's the good question. I don't know if there's a joke about Boston being a depressing hellhole in here. Sorry, Billy. That uh, <laughs> you know, like oh, we can't. Even you can say shithole. It's now yeah, common vernacular. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if there's some joke in there about that, but I don't really, I don't know. I don't really care because I cannot stay, I cannot stay in Boston and I'm going to be intolerable, intolerable in the two weeks between the championship and the Super Bowl when I'm sitting here trying to tell you how great Tom Brady is and I hope he wins that extra Super Bowl because I don't want to see either of the AFC, NFC teams win. Well, that is going to be me. Oh, man, you know what would be great if Tom Brady won one more? Because who cares at this point? Right, no one cares. He's probably the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. He is the greatest quarterback. He's easily the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah. He's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. So who cares if they get another right. one? Right, they could get five more. Like, no one's going to care. I will not care one bit. But you know what I will care about? Blake Bortles getting one. I would love Blake Bortles <laughs> to get one. But you know what I will care about? Listening to the absolute... The absolutely unmerciful nonsense from Minnesota Vikings fans. Oh, if that'd they be great. win one and win one on their home turf. Oh, oh, be, you mean okay? I wouldn't. It, I it want would be them to unbearable for me as a Packer fan. So, and and we don't have to totally get into this because we're going a little long. But like, the Vikings have been screwed multiple times by like freak things or meltdowns or. It's not screwed. Okay, if uh, your quarter, if your kicker just misses a kick because he stinks. Or, or misses a kick because it's freezing cold out and he's hit the fr- the previous three in a row. Like the Blair Walsh scenario. Oh, I thought you were talking about the... Uh, uh, Gary Anderson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, that was in a dome. Don't even no, talk no, no, about it. No. <laughs> I'm talking about the Blair Walsh thing for 2015 yeah, where, where the team lost 9-10. to 10 Yeah. <laughs> and he missed the fourth field goal because the ball was a rock. I'm sorry. Uh, does that That's... mean your offense isn't trash? If you don't score one touchdown in a game, you don't deserve to win. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so anybody on that team or any fan of that team has, <laughs> has the audacity to say the kicker should have made his fourth mm-hmm. field goal when the ball is probably right. it's like kicking granite. Right. Or like you have a freaking run game. Run the yeah. ball. Do do something to score the end zone. Uh, I totally lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? You couldn't smooth a silk shirt if you had a hot thing with a. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is yeah. is that oh you were talking about Minnesota kind of getting screwed by weird circumstances. Oh yeah yeah. Here's so, the thing. The bottom line is I don't care. I don't care one bit about them. But I, I think them. they feel like I think the fans feel like they finally <laughs> shaken the curse or whatever that is they feel. Beautiful. Which that is, is great because yeah. they're going to get totally effed in that like this perfect, game or the next game. The perfect pitfall. <laughs> get your expectations as high as they possibly could be, Minnesota fans. Because if you win, I'm going to have to deal with it. But if your expectations are super high and you lose, it's going to be the Schadenfreude of all Schadenfreudes for me. As and a, the thing that was painful man. is uh, it, uh, <coughs> Drew Magary or Magary, I don't know how you say his name, yeah, the, the Deadspin guy, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. who's a huge Vikings fan. He, he had a hilarious article about like, like, you know, experiencing the game with his kids and his children being like afraid of him and all this stuff. <laughs> but, but how he felt like uh, finally they had this like miracle moment. He just hopes that like these like Browns fans and like somebody else and Jets fans could find like have nice. their moment before people die or whatever. Nice. And it's hilarious. Like the one thing I can think of for Jets fans is the Monday night miracle with Testaverde oh, against the yeah, Dolphins yeah, 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 yeah. where he, where they came back from, I think it was 28 points in like the third and a half quarter on. Right. And they just threw a bunch of touchdowns. Was against it the 28? Dolphins. 
Maybe it's 21. I thought it was 21. But Maybe it's 21. Still, whatever it was, it was an outrageous amount of points. Like, it was an outrageous amount of points, but it was still just like three scoring plays yeah. over the course of a quarter and a half. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, that was the Monday it, night miracle. When you put it like that. In the middle of the season. That's like the greatest thing I can think of that the Jets, like, it's the greatest, like, moment. As opposed, like, you know, they went to two AFC Championship games that were relatively close and right. they, they didn't win. But They like, beat the Pats in the playoffs with Mark That Sanchez. was, I mean, that was the best. That was arguably the best sporting moment of my entire life. There you go. Aside from the Mets winning in 86 when I was one. Hey, well, you went to the World Series. I mean, they lost the Yeah, they lost the game. They, 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 yeah, they butchered a double play ball in the ninth inning. You still got to good. win the World Series. Yeah. Well, I was at the World Series in Halloween, cool. so that was yeah, kind of fun. That's pretty cool. Um, so, but anyway, yeah. let's let's get to the uh, – here's my uh, prop bet I just came up with. Sure. Uh, for the week. Uh, <clears throat> over under – Total uh, total years before TB12 gets exposed for performance-enhancing drugs, uh, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the over just because it's going to be after he stops playing. Yeah, that's true. When the all NFL of gets off the dole. Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff will come out. I got a, I had another uh, prop bet, uh, uh, which will come out first, a uh, Blake Bortles sex tape or a Blake Bortles tape where he drops a racial slur. Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I had two thoughts, neither of which I'm going to say on recording. Um, where is Blake from? I know he went to UCF. Yeah, yeah, I think he's from. Well, yeah, is he is he Florida go... or is he Panhandle, Florida? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean that applies to the sex tape too. <laughs> is it spring break or is yeah, it you know right. like more like South Beach? Right. Uh, I'm going to go with sex tape. Uh, you know, I think racial slur would probably be the favorite, but you know, sex tape, who knows? <laughs> Then I then I <laughs> then I happen to Google a picture of what his life, wife looked like, and now I'm pulling for sex. Tape. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I mean I'm never pulling for racial slur. Right, you're right. I'm, I'm sometimes to pulling for fair, sex tape. <laughs> to be fair, I'm never pulling for racial mm. slur. But then yeah. I don't know. I mean, just I'm just saying, Google it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what that's what his old college coach said. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> did, did, did you ever see that George O'Leary? Somebody said no. like his uh, girlfriend has like a uh, hundred million like. Uh, clicks on YouTube or whatever, and, really? and he was like, "Have you seen her? She deserves a hundred million clicks." Either <laughs> this is the same girl. He's been with her since high school. I don't know. It might be a different girl. No, it's the same. They. It, oh, it's definitely been the with same girl. The same girl from. I'm all pretty right. sure in the one second that I actually she stuck did with him through all the turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my meal ticket. Right. She got obviously hit on at some point by Mark Sanchez, which I'm pretty sure every wife in the NFL probably right. has. I mean, I've been hit on by Mark Sanchez. Right, you know, he's just he's a very, very good-looking man, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, she resisted the charms, we assume. <laughs> right. Maybe or he, be, he, he tried to throw her his number, and he, like, threw overthrew her? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to throw her the number, and he uh, butt-fumbled on somebody. <laughs> oh, God. All right, on that note, I think we got to wrap this up. <laughs> so we're rooting for uh, Jacksonville, what, Super Bowl? Jacksonville versus whom? I told you my five. My five teams in a four-team race would be Jacksonville, New England, North Korean terrorists, Eagles, Vikings. <laughs> it's right sick. now it's North it's, Korean, South Korean. It's, it's a joint yeah. Korean. <laughs> it's sick and it's gross and it's a horrible joke and I'm still half serious about it. All right. So we're rooting for Blake Bortles against no one. And Blake, Blake Bortles against Nick Foles. We're essentially rooting for Blake Bortles to win MVP of the Super Bowl. I don't want that guy to have to go to construction and get lung cancer. <laughs> yeah, Come on, Blake. Ripping cigs. Come on, Blake. Don't rip those cigs. Good luck to you. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the catch-up episode of House of the Rising Sun Betting Podcast. And uh, we'll have an eventful conference championship week. And uh, be back soon to talk about it. All right. Adios. Later.